What is up? Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Roaring Twenties. Oh my gosh, thank you guys so much. Really, thank you. You guys are too much. <laughs> Welcome to Roaring Twenties, a podcast where we hang out, spill the tea, and talk about life, why you're 20, and the 20s, honey. <laughs> How are you? I am actually doing really good today. I'm feeling refreshed. I don't know why, but actually I do know why. Yesterday I woke up, or I guess technically today, I stayed up until 4 a.m. making, 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 that is right, I did make another batch of lemon bars. Oh my gosh. Wow, the jealousy in here really is on 100 today. <laughs> but yes, I, I stayed up. I was like dozing off at 10. I like dozed off while the crust was in the oven. And then I woke up and I made the custard and then I fell back asleep and then I woke up again and I put it in the fridge and then I went back to sleep and then I woke up again and then I ate those motherfuckers. So, <laughs> so I am feeling good and I may or may not have had them for breakfast. I really do have... A obsession with lemon bars. I love them so much. And it's okay. It's okay. I just have to keep telling myself that. It's all right if I want to make lemon bars for every meal and eat them until I die. <laughs> but today we have an amazing episode. Um, I recorded an interview with my friend Shay, and that was incredibly eye-opening for me. And I love her so much. I want to introduce this new segment um, where I basically talk about, you know, previous headlines that happened this week and my thoughts on it. So let's get into the headlines. Ready? Okay, first up on headlines, uh, I switched to an 80% vegan diet. I, uh, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Yes, I know. It was very difficult. I actually, like, rewind to the second part of, or the second week of quarantine, which for me, quarantine started on March 13th. So the second week and I got food poisoning and my bowels have never been the same since. And I was like, what's the common denominator? One, it's probably the white sugar that I'm eating, which I'm trying to get rid of. Okay, don't judge me. <laughs> but I mean, I was eating meat-based uh, meals like for every meal. And I was like barely eating veggies and I was just like eating so unhealthy and my skin was like, bitch, what are you doing? Like what's going on? And I was just like in the fields every week because I didn't know how long this quarantine was going to last. And I like was not feeling the best. I was like super, super fatigued after eating. And then, so, okay. So I've been watching Tabitha Brown and baby, let me tell you, she is everything. <laughs> she is like America's black auntie. I love her so much. So she, um, 
I've been watching her her vegan videos online, her vegan like recipe videos, and she makes it look super fun, super easy to learn how to cook vegan. Because for me, I I like would love like when I love something, I like absolutely love it, but I get like so overwhelmed about all the possibilities that I kind of it's hard for me to narrow my focus. So the fact that she's like giving us easy ingredients and she's like delivering it in a fun way, like really was the tea for me. Um, but so a little background on Tabitha Brown. So she's an actress who grew up in the South, just like me. And in the South, in the South, baby, we eat everything. Period. Like everything. Period. That was the wrong period. Hold on. Period. There we go. <laughs> we eat everything that is not, everything that moves, period. So she was uh, she was talking about how she had a headache for a year and seven months a year and seven months with a headache you take me out take me out not on a date not to the ball game just go ahead and take me out back baby because an hour an hour a year and seven months i could not um but yeah so she had this headache for uh, a year and seven months and then she just decided to go to try veganism she was like she tried the all the pills that the doctors gave her uh, the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on with her she would only have enough energy to get up and take her kids to school and then she would go back in bed and wait to um, pick them up again and she was just she, she said that uh, she felt like she was dying and so she's she was like her her um her daughter came home one day and was like mom you should try this out and then she tried it and on day 10 of her 30-day vegan challenge her headaches were were gone and it was all uphill from there so now two years in the game she's a vegan and food enthusiast with her sights set on educating people black people more specifically about the benefits of eating a plant-based diet you know i think so many of the um of the health problems that black people face diabetes high blood pressure heart disease like all these different things can all be avoided simply by the things we eat i know for so long living in the south um everyone just like ate whatever they could get their hands on whether it was healthy or not i mean you're literally just like get, trying to get anything you can for survival but i think and, and plus it's like a part of our culture like deep fried like down home cooking everything with butter and cholesterol and like flavor like we're like we don't care about the nutritional value baby we, we want the flavor we want to care about that flavor we got the hot sauce in the bag we got the the larry's uh, seasoning salt on lock i'm telling you and it's it's like ingrained in our culture but i think if we can get over that and find like healthy alternatives and find like really really good um recipes that we act that actually taste good i think that we could see a lot more people in our community not go the route of these of the cancer of the diabetes of the high blood pressure simply because of what what what, what we're eating and i started this diet i mean i went from eating like every meal was meat-based to probably like one to two meat meal meat meals one to two um meat-based meals a week and i've seen like the benefits okay first of all bitch my skin my skin is like yes ma'am thank you yes my, yes this is what we were waiting for keep it up my skin is like so clear it's so supple it's so it's like not overly oily anymore i'm not super like I'm like not super fatigued after eating. I mean, I would like eat a big meal, um, which I'm actually eating less per serving too. 
but I'm I would eat like a huge meal and then like pass out after because I would be I would like fill myself up with all this food and then my body would like have to sit down and sort that shit out (laughs) and oh and plus I I actually feel like I'm fueling my body like whenever I first made the switch I like had low energy until each meal which I like struggled to feed myself in the first place so that's probably why but I mean I literally would like have no energy and then eat and then feel like perfect I would like yes like filling up an empty car with gas I was like that's the tea mama um, and so a lot of the things that she was saying, uh, Tabitha Brown, that she teaches, she was like, a lot of the misconceptions that people have about um, a vegan or plant-based diet is it's expensive. Um, she was like, it's not expensive. You know, real fruits and veggies and grains and things aren't that expensive. She was saying you can do it for you and do it your own way. Um, for me, like, that was like me eat, like giving myself permission to eat out once a week or give allowing myself to eat uh, a meat-based meal if I have the craving for it because I know for me if I if I'm like oh I really want chicken tenders oh but I can't but I can't have it I'm on a, a, a new diet like if, if I have like the stuff to make food I will like make it but also like it's totally okay for me to indulge every now and again because if I'm so worried about not slipping up I'm gonna slip up more than if I just I allow myself to take my own pace. That's like a biggest thing. That's one of the things that um, Tabitha talks about. She's like, you know, do it for you. Um, If you do it for yourself and you know the why, you're more likely to stick to um, a plant-based diet. And and so that's really been working for me. Um, Another misconception uh, Tabitha talks about is she's like afraid, we're afraid of like being judged. And she was like, doing it for you makes it so much easier. If you're like, look, I just want to do one one plant-based meal a week or one plant-based meal a day, like whatever works for you, make it work for you. Take your own time. I think the biggest thing is getting more people to accept a plant-based meals period, which actually brings me to my um, tips. So Tabitha Brown gave a couple really good tips. And so she said, one of them is try to find vegan, uh, vegan ways to enjoy your non-vegan favorites. So one of these things she was talking about was mac and cheese, like the things that you really, really love, like cheeseburgers and the, the indulgent food that we eat, try and find like vegan ways to make those things and, and make them delicious and to, to your standard. That's a really, really big thing. Um, like for me, I'm lactose intolerant, but I like love, I don't love cheese, but like my brain only knows cheese, you know? <laughs> so like I switched to this diet cheese and it's actually really, really good. It's better for me, first of all. And plus, like I got used to that flavor and now, or I got used to that taste. And so now like the cheese, like regular cheese is like a no ma'am for me. Regular cheese, I'm like, who? <laughs> I'm like, never met her, never heard of her. My skin is like, don't, that bitch, don't let her near me. So, <laughs> but yeah, so like find vegan ways to enjoy your non-vegan favorites. That's like a really big thing. Um, another tip Tabitha has is try a 30-day challenge. Give it 30 days. Um, she says, if you slip up, it's totally okay. Take it day by day, honey. Um, I know one thing that's really worked for me is you know, I get so overwhelmed by all the possibilities. It's like really difficult for me to narrow my focus. So 
I was like, okay, I just need recipes. So I started um, a subscription-based service uh, at Green Chef, which they have all healthy meals, um, vegan and vegetarian subscription options. And so I tried that out for, um, I'm going on my second week now, but they it's just like HelloFresh, except, you know, veggies and vegan meals. And, you know, I, I'm doing that and I'm going to do that probably for like a month. And then I'm going to have at least nine recipes already that I've already made that I can continue to make or... I can do variations on or I can mix and match that like really works for me because it gives me like a starting point. And if I want to, you know, like substitute a McDonald's meal here and there, which oof, baby, no, but you know, sometimes you get those cravings. I live um, in Brooklyn and the only thing closest to me is a McDonald's and a Popeye's, but we make it work. And the last thing is veganism isn't for everyone. One of the quotes that Tabitha said is really good. She goes, don't judge a book by its cover. If you're looking at a book and the cover looks crazy, it might just be the wrong author. Sometimes you got to be, sometimes you got to be your own author of your own book. And that goes back to earlier when I was talking about, you know, um, giving yourself grace and mercy if you slip up on a, a day or two, you know, sometimes you're like veganism, uh, this thing is not vegan or this thing is not vegetarian or, or I don't really like beans or I don't really like spinach, you know, there, you know, make it, make it your own. I think there's so much stigma and judgment around being vegan. I mean, even Tabitha Brown, she was like, I thought veganism was for white people. And like me too. I was like, I was like, this ain't how we eat, but, but looking at it now and like seeing that it's really doable and it is inexpensive and I feel better and it is more sustainable and better for the environment. Miss ma'am, please try, give it, give it a try, make it work for you. Just how I'm feeling now and how my skin is looking. I've already made a slight adjustment. I want to try and like find vegan alternatives like vegan mayo vegan butter vegan eggs and i'm finding them in my local markets too which is like really really good because before they didn't even have it so i'm i'm noticing um a a a shift towards more plant-based um options and i'm really excited about that and i'm excited to explore it it's really really good i'm like i'd say at about 80 percent. i'm more like vegetarian because i'm trying to find more vegan options but 80% works for me. If I live my whole life at 80%, that'd be better than no percent. If I want to do 100%, I can. That's entirely up to me. And you can make it 100% you. So try out a plant-based diet. Try out uh, Green Green Chef. They're really, really good. Um, and yeah, you guys should definitely check out Tabitha Brown on Instagram. She has like almost 3 million followers. She is everything. And her family is so cute. You can follow her at I am at, nope. You can follow Tabitha Brown at I am Tabitha Brown on Instagram. Um, her account is Tabitha Brown on YouTube. And she does like these really cool um, recipes and videos for uh, Goodful. Goodful um, is like really, I'm not sure if they're all plant-based um, recipes and like curated uh, chefs and videos, but Goodful is like really interactive, um, really cool videos on YouTube. So check them out because... A plant-based diet is better for all of us. Um, and that is our first headline, baby. Next. 
okay. So my second headline is self-care, more so mental health. On July 16th, Tamar Braxton was taken to the hospital on an, an alleged overdose. She's a Black queer icon and a personal hero of mine. She's the epitome of reality television, but most importantly, she is a mother and a Black woman. Recently, Kanye's reemergence to the media has shown a light into his mental psyche, and everyone's been calling him crazy. And this past week, I almost passed out and had to be taken to the hospital. Oof. So during this time, it's imperative for Black people specifically to take care of themselves, both physically and emotionally. Mental health is heavily stigmatized in our community because of religion and survival. I mean, doctors would literally put Black patients in psych wards for inquiring about a therapist or a psychiatrist. For so long, Black people have always had to keep it together, even if we were losing in the battlefield of the mind. We're expected to be the strong Black, insert pronoun here, and rarely are we ever rewarded for being anything but. We also live in a society that actively reminds us that we don't matter. I think most people view mental health like they do physical health. They go to the doctor when something is wrong. But mental health isn't like that, though. Mental health is, is like owning a car. In order to keep it in good working condition, you have to regularly change the oil, you have to tend to the engine tune-ups, and you have to change the tires, among other things, right? So if you only went in for a tune-up when your engine failed, your car wouldn't be in good condition. If you only changed the tires when they stripped off, oof. Also, side note, I am so butch. <laughs> All those car references. <laughs> but, but like using antiquated lingo, such as calling someone crazy, is not cool. It invalidates mental illness, it makes it difficult to spot symptoms, and it adds to the, to the stigma. Try alternative phrases like, that is wild, or she is carrying, honey. Miss Thing is on Twitter, tweeting up a storm, she is carrying. <laughs> and therapy isn't expensive. I mean, there is this thing called sliding scale therapy that makes therapy more accessible and affordable. So it means that you basically pay what you can. It's typically dependent on how much money you bring in. And I don't believe insurance is mandatory. Check out services like, um, like Talkspace and BetterHelp because they have tons of online therapists that you can speak with. And if you have a primary care physician, they can refer you to someone. But the bottom line is that your mental health is just as, if not more important than your physical health. So let's make like Drake and take care. Oh, crrr. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Nicki Minaj is pregnant. Like, I, let, let me tell you, I am so excited. I mean, like, we, the queendom, the queendom, us, Barb's, we been new, okay? Because she told us, she told us on Twitter, she was like, I'm throwing up. What do you think that means, guys? And we're like, you're pregnant, we know. And, <laughs> and we saw the, um, the Trolls music video, which was so cute. She had her hand over her stomach. She posted a video of her of herself from the music video. But bitch, those pictures. Let me tell you, she Miss Thing turned it out with those pictures. Um 
the uh they they're giving me um pink friday roman reloaded era she's throwing it back and that that picture with um that virgin mary shot with 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 a uh, david la chapelle let me t- did i lie did i lie did i fucking lie no you didn't and let me tell you <laughs> let me just tell you i already know this next era, this Pink Friday 2, whatever she got going on, this documentary, I don't know, I'm feeling it. Let me tell you, she's about to knock all of our wigs off. She is I- iconic. What'd she say? Um, I'm still the queen. I I still didn't pick an heiress. Well, let me tell you, the, the kingdom is about to get a little bigger. She looks like she's having twins. She looks like Beyonce when she was pregnant. Um, just with just like how big her stomach is. Um, and plus there like she loves to give hints and there's a lot of blue and a lot of pink um mismatch that could be because she doesn't know the gender. Um it and to be honest, it really doesn't matter. But I'm really excited for Nicki Minaj. I'm really excited that she's pregnant. I'm really excited. She said in her in her song, she was like, as long as I'm taking my daughter to preschool in seven years, and bitch. She's about to be taking a child to preschool. I'm like so excited for her. I cannot wait. Um, uh, 2020 predictions on Twitter said that she's allegedly or she's rumored to be releasing a music video that's showing off the baby bump. So I'm ready for the era. I'm ready for the queen. I'm ready for queen things. I'm ready for for baby things. I'm I'm ready for this next era because Miss Thing is about to turn it out. Okay, for our last headline, it is Justice for Grace. Okay, so Grace, a Black 15-year-old special needs student from Oakland County, Michigan, was sentenced to juvenile detention in May by Judge Mary Ellen Brennan because she didn't complete her online schoolwork despite her known educational disability. Hold, please. Yeah, big boo. I mean, of the okay, so like of the 4800 juvenile cases referred to Oakland County Court since 2016, 42% of the cases involved are black youth, while the county is only comprised of 15% of black youth. Oh, oh, I'm not done. So the school to prison pipeline is real and it needs to be stopped. It literally takes children out of school and cycles them into the legal system. Okay, so I have ADHD, and I can't even imagine, I mean, I had a, such a difficult time in high school keeping up with homework and assignments and stuff. Um, I can't even imagine what it would be like going through quarantine in this whole time with ADHD. I mean, I, I, I like, really struggle with college and online, and even that is, like, I can choose when I do that. So I can only imagine in high school when you're having all these classes, and whatever her educational disability is, I'm, I'm sure, like, it's already known. I just, like, I, I don't understand why, like, what is the point of this? What is the outcome you're trying to reach? Because I'm sure, she, I'm sure Grace already feels down on, on herself because of having this educational disability. Um, and and I, I I really hope this doesn't traumatize her. I mean, on on the on the um the website, which is going to be in the show notes, you can you can find her 
uh, she has a handwritten note that she wrote to her mother talking about how um, she apologizes because it took so long for her to, to write. Um, she's been asking God to give her the strength. I mean, this is a 15-year-old in high school. And I know for a fact that she's probably not the only person to slip up on their homework in, in this, this time that we're all going through. And she has an educational disability. So I don't understand what the point of putting her in a juvenile detention is going to do for her. I don't understand why taking her out of society and away from her mother, her support system, I don't know what that does. What does that do? What, what is she learning? Because all it really is is reinforcing the fact that there's a problem with her. And I don't think that that is the outcome that should be one. And, and she, and she uh, was denied parole twice. I don't know if it was parole or bail, but either way, they went to the judge twice to ask Grace to, to let her out, and, and it was denied. So what was the reason? I want to know. What was the reason? It, it's really pissing me off because it's, it's very, it's, you, can, you can see, you're taking a 15-year-old out of school, taking them away from educational opportunities, taking them away from learning, and you're shuffling through the legal system. So, so potentially going on after this, any other infraction, she's already in the system and it makes it that much easier for, for a cop to shuffle her back into that legal. It, just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Um, it's ridiculous. But OK, so there's a there's a petition online. Um, and as of today, there's 523 signatures still needed to complete the, t the petition. Please help us. Hashtag free grace, because this is outrageous it's insane i don't know why this is a thing um to read grace's story her handwritten note and sign her petition head over to actionnetwork.org um, to find out more info uh, the link will be in the show notes and that is all for our headlines <laughs> So the interview you're about to hear is a conversation I had with my friend Shay seven hours after I got out of jail. I can remember getting home after not sleeping or eating or washing my hands or giving, being given hand sanitizer or a mask for 26 hours and immediately getting home and getting to work on this podcast and a movement. This conversation fed my soul and gave me so much validity. Now the audio isn't the best, but the conversation is. So... Sit back, relax, and enjoy. I have an amazing guest. She is a dear friend of mine. She is not using only her voice, but her privilege to make a change in this amazing revolution that we are in right now. It is my friend, my dear redhead, beautiful, gorgeous, amazing, sweet friend, Shay. Oh my goodness, hello. Such a weirdo. I don't know why I said your name like that. Your name is Shay Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, that, that would be what's on my birth certificate. Hello, how are you? Um, I'm I'm good. I'm exhausted right now, but I'm I'm good. Honey, honey, exhausted, honey. I actually am not even exhausted. I'm as it is currently three twelve in the morning and it is how what time there? 
It's midnight here. Midnight. And okay, so tell me a little about you. You are the ripe old age of 18 years old. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am a child. Right. And you um, currently live in Arizona, which is a very hot, arid, dry area. Yes, very much so. I just want you to know that I, a Black person, have been to a lot of places in the United States, and I have never burnt to a crisp more. I have never... You know, I used to laugh at white people, right? Because you guys get sunburns and shit, and then, like, you peel. Niggas don't peel, Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> we don't <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, like when I was in Arizona, I peeled so bad, especially like under my lip. It was like so, but I also like really liked the dry heat. It's weird. Yeah. The dry heat I find is definitely a lot better than humidity, but like the, the, the wet cold is a lot better than the dry cold. Now that's where I will have to disagree with you. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> a literal swamp <laughs> because... <laughs> Florida is yeah, like, Florida, right? Yeah. Florida is supposed to be um, just like Arizona, but we have the, With the beach. Effect, yes, uh, which thank you, but not really because hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the problem out here. Right, right. You're, but you guys do have like you guys are connected to water, right? So you do have beaches, but just not like. Be- yeah, but they're like man-made lakes and like the Colorado River. I mean, we do have haboobs. You have her boobs? Hub boobs. I mean that too, but her boobs. <laughs> oh damn it. Oh, I just chat I just sat on a huge joke. I should have said you have huge boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll like edit it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I met you at um school, the school we go to, and I remember the first day I I met you, you I was just so dumbfounded by how real and how much you had been through and how young you were and first I was like okay I was very overwhelmed the first day of school because because I wasn't even supposed to be going there um I had done a full 180 um (laughs) and I was just like so overwhelmed in that moment and I was just so happy um and I put a lot of myself aside to get myself to New York. And one of those things was my queerness. And to see another person that was queer and like, that was like one of the first things you said, you're like, I have a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you announced her as your fiance, but um, I was just like, fuck yeah, a dyke. Like, (laughs) 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 I was just like, I, love you already and i don't know what color your hair was but i was it pink no i had i came back i had came to school with like original ginger hair but then i had like a crisis and dyed it purple one night in my dorm room so now you're just like a witchy bitch with like half orange and half black and i'm can i tell you i am living sia is quaking in in her grave right now oh my god thank you so much it's like if sia met Corella DeVille met Halloween Town. Do you feel that? I, I do. I do see. <laughs> hold on. The cats are. I think your cats should be a, um, um, a main guest on your podcast. The, well, you will hear them rattling in the, back, in the background. I think you should interview them. I don't know why you're interviewing me. You have them. All right. Well, that has been my episode with Shay Weaver. <laughs> <laughs>
now on to my cats. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the main reason I, I wanted to have you on today is to talk about what you're doing um, <clears throat> in your community because you are a white woman and you are such an ally um, and you, you do so much more than I think you know you do. But I, hearing, you know, I, I was locked away in a tower for the past 24 <laughs> hours. Um, <laughs> and I sadly wasn't able to support and, and see everything that was going on in social media. But to hear briefly, like, you talk about it. What, what, what did you do, right? Because I remember um, about last week sometime, when protests were starting, I remember you coming to me and saying, I, 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 I want to get involved. I don't, I, I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to do, but I think, I think I want to do a protest. I think I want to. And then once, once I was like, yes, fuck yeah, Shay, you should do it. I, you can I, I, the next time I heard from you, you were already like 700 followers in deep with like, <laughs> like petition, uh, petition, or just like Nate, like just so much. And I was just like, wow. Can I tell you that is a type of friend I have been looking for because I try and get people to like, I don't know, I, I get so passionate about things and get so excited and my brain, like, as soon as I think about something, it instantly jumps off to a million things that could, I, get, I just get so inspired, you know, and I could come, you could tell me one thing and I could come to you with a million different things an hour later or the next day. And to see you come back with so much support and love and you you were you talk talk to me about this i mean i i was just so blown away just as a person of color feeling so supported you know um no yeah totally and i mean this is something that has always always bugged me i mean my father has brothers and sisters who are black like that's my family you know and i have a, i have many many friends and many loved ones including you that i if I were to find out, got killed one day, I'd be pissed. You know, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stand for that. So why does it make it any different if it's somebody I don't know? You know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, I really, I really wanted to get involved, and I live in Arizona. I live about an hour and a half away from Vegas, so I was thinking about going to the Vegas protests, um, but transportation is like an issue. So I kind of one night just just messaged a group chat with a few friends I'm in, I'm friends with here in Arizona. And I was like, hey, if I organized a protest here, would you guys like support it? Not thinking that they would respond the way they did, but all of them were like, yes, like, yes, I would do that. And I was taken aback by that solely. But what that hasn't has evolved to, I um I had gotten in contact with a girl in my town, her name's Nisha. Um, that's who co-organized these protests with us. Um, she is a half black, half Native American young woman, and we had decided to kind of go ahead and join forces to put this together, mm-hmm. and like. We, we, we posted it. We posted the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. And I would like to state that I live in a very, very conservative town. I mean, it's Arizona. It, it's a right to carry state. It's... This poster, honey, honey, when she tells you that she's straight from the 70s or 60s, right? 70s, yeah. Straight from the 70s? Girl... This poster, I live. It had the peace. Oh, so cute. I it was 
Anybody, <laughs> but it's whatever. No, I can fully see. I can fully see you like printing these out, <laughs> <laughs> taking a big ass stapler and like your little stool and like going around work. <laughs> and like stapling this everywhere with like mood glasses <laughs> yes, yes correct and a mullet of course oh oh absolutely billy ray cyrus is quaking <laughs> dead honestly like, <laughs> um but yeah so you live you live in a very oof when I tell you, what what kind of um, feedback when did you get after you um, initially started posting and, and um, hearing feedback, positive feedback, and likes about your protest? Yeah, so um, we had posted a Black Lives Matter protest, and immediately, like, we were prepared for people not liking it because I am from a very conservative town, and like, this is not something that anyone has ever really done here. I mean, Kingman has been a town that less than 50 years ago had a sign on its way into Kingman that said, if you're black, you better not be caught out past curfew. So when we had posted it, we were fully ready for the threats and everything. But, um, so we received those. Um, we received threats um, that these two, can I curse? Yes, of course, please. <laughs> um, these two bitches need sniper rounds to the head. I mean, people were coming after Nasha's three-month-year-old son wanting to come and take him out of his, her house and beat him to death because he's black and she's Native American and black. And so, like, we were kind of, like, taken aback by just how directly violent people were being, not just, like, hating on it. But also, our numbers rose by the hundreds like minutes in with support and we've honestly received more support from our community than than hate and really that was shocking that was absolutely shocking that that we didn't think that and it, it, it just goes to show that there's so many people who care they just needed a push right right and i think i think i think so for so long it's been like I mean, I've even heard my grandmother talk about her friends um, talk about talk this way, but it's like I do agree with this, but I, my my reputation or 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 for whatever fucking reason, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I understand that because like I in this town, I mean, I've done so much for this community. Like everybody knows me as their little theater poster child. I went and I represented this community in New York City when I was 16 on a Broadway internship, you know? I have a very large, like, following here. Mm -hmm. And when I kind of flipped the switch on everybody and organized this protest, I can't even, like, the theater that I worked so hard for and raised so much money for, I was getting messages saying, we, we, we advise you to just sit this one out. Or please don't do this and represent our theater in this way. And I was like, are you? Are you kidding me? But then it, it's gotten, it was the point, it's like, wow, I'm stuttering because I'm so dumbfounded in the fact that all the people that I thought would support haven't. And all exactly. the people that I didn't think would support have. And it's, and it's always like that. Exactly. Because overcompensation, you know? <clears throat> yeah. But, but what I think, what I think is so at least amazing now hearing you talk about um, kind of that mindfuck of those that you thought would didn't and those that um 
didn't you were surprised by like now is like the time when everyone's at home and they're and no one's doing anything and those that are are only doing that one thing and still tapping social media and it's in people's faces and it's so hard to ignore because the way racism operates is with ignorance and you can ignore it if you have to go to work the next day you can ignore it if you have school or 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 you can like oh we we have we i need to go do this hashtag this one post and then like go back to um soccer practice or or whatever mundane things we have to do to keep up this fake facade that that we're all okay when we're all not when we all pretending like we like this minimum wage when we don't etc we're all keeping up this fake thing for the sake of one person which is a white man but girl let me stop i could go i could go in, i could go in this <laughs> your protest so i guess what i'm trying to say is i'm so happy to hear that you got more positive than negative because it seems right now the rhetoric is that there's more negative than positive Oh, yeah. And it just, I mean, it just escalates from there with, with positivity. I am, I, I, it just feels so surreal because I was preparing. I mean, I was, I was preparing to get shot it, it, with the threats that we were getting, but the complete like eons and worlds away opposite happened today. Age of 18, might I remind you? I mean, that's incredible. Like that's to have the amount of strength you have to have and bravery oh 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 go oh mama mama go into the protection mama let them know let them know yeah that was that yeah i think that is the most powerful statement in what happened today Mm -hmm. because i mean there are cops all around the world i mean cops are 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 the reason that we're protesting this you know like Mm -hmm. murderers wearing a badge that are killing people and obviously the people who are are gassing people and rubber like loading unloading rubber bullets on people like those are cops too so (laughs) sorry what was that rubber what rubber bullets (laughs) didn't we have oh my gosh side note in in class one time didn't we didn't we like it was bullshit oh my gosh <laughs> yes, it was, and I can't say we got into this whole shebang over over the word bullshit because she was saying bowl and we all were like no like it's bull and she's like no bull like that's what I'm saying bull bull and we're like yeah I literally don't hear the difference in what you're saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, I love you. I love you. <laughs> but so, so you you got this protest organized, and and talk about how the community showed up for you and in protection and security. Yeah. So we have the first thing that my co-organizer and I wanted to do, just because of the type of town that we're in, and in this type of town, it's not safe to just go full-blown protest you know like it's a baby step sort of scenario you know or there or there's going to be a massacre um so we contacted local law enforcement before anybody else and keep in mind that my father is local law enforcement here um so i contacted the sheriff's department and the kingman police department 
And I was like, hey, so um, my friend and I are organizing these protests downtown. We're already receiving threats. We just want you to hear it from us first so that you, you know, right? And surprisingly, the, when I, the police were all very, very, very good at like, because, you know, normally it's like, okay, you call and then you have to figure out how to call, who to call next. You have to figure out how to get to the chief hey. and all that. But I mean, the minute that I called, I was in with an officer and then in with a lieutenant and then in with a detective and then talked to the chief of police the same day. Wow. And then the sheriff, I, I had spoken to the sheriff and that that's what my father works for. Mm-hmm. I had spoken to the sheriff and the day that I had spoken to him and telling him that these protests were going on, they released a statement that they don't agree with anything that's going on and they stand with our peaceful protesters. Wow. That is, oh my gosh, that makes me, that gives me so much hope. That makes me so happy. No, and then that's just the surface. I mean, I'm in our Kingman Police Department. They set us up with private lieutenants. Um, I'm in, like, I was in constant contact with private lieutenants and um, detectives. And then they released a statement and they said that we support the First Amendment and we stand with our peaceful, peaceful protesters. And then underneath it said, no, they do not need a permit. This is a constitutional right. Like blatantly out. Just, it was. That's what we need right now. Call it. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. That's what we need right now. We don't need people trying to maintain images. We don't need um, people like sugarcoating. We need, no, like it, like, racism is done like we're done like like you're over here like we don't have time for the yelling over here karen like people are dying yes yes at it and you over here trying to get a haircut bitch sit down yeah literally like the same scissors that you're getting used to get out your hair right now is gonna slit someone's throat tomorrow so hello and 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 it's so and it's so amazing to hear that your experience with your your local law enforcement and the people that are directly protecting you and your community. It's nice to know that that relationship is respectful and, and, and just and right. And the complete opposite of what I went through um, and what I've been seeing living here in New York versus what I've been seeing in Florida when I lived there my whole life versus what yeah. I'm seeing in Georgia when I used to grow up there. Like, like it's so wild how this system is so fucked up that you can go anywhere in the United States and get a completely different experience. Bitch, the police are the fucking Shake Shack of security. Bitch, anywhere you go, it's a whole difference. It's a whole difference. (laughs) They have have a different menu. You came here for um, a chicken dog and they don't have that. They have, (laughs) so you, it's it's just like, it's, it's not right. And it needs to be, there needs to be reform. And to be, absolutely. They need the, throw the whole thing out. Throw, throw the whole thing out, get a fresh piece of paper, start over, write the like SpongeBob did, wait, think about everyone, and let's do this correctly. No, absolutely. And you know, it, 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 I just, I was so admire, like, I, I had a loss for words for what I saw from law enforcement, you know, because I wasn't expecting that. And it just, it made me so happy to see that in such a conservative right wing town that we had so much support, but at the same time, so sad that like 
other law enforcement in most of the country can't do that, but yet this conservative redneck town can. But but it's okay because you know what you know what it does. It only sh- it only shows it only shows the stupid bo- uh, dumb bitch of of the other like of the people that are not are still trying to uphold that same system that we all can clearly see is not working. We all see it. We all see it, Mary. Like if people, yeah. and even like listening to you talk, I remember you telling me that um not everyone agreed on every like everything but we they stood on this on the fact that this is your right and that that you need to be protected and that you 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 want to say something you have a right to say it and i may not agree with i may not agree with everything you agree with but i agree with this one thing and i'm gonna stand with you on this one thing because you and i exist in the same space together and if you're not heard i'm not heard and like it's it's just like that's how america should be right and and that is a clear beautiful picture of what life can be like so when so when ignorant people are being ignorant and people are like i don't know how to talk to my friend this way i don't know how like when when i hear examples like this it's hard for me to listen to people talk about how they're stuck in and not knowing how to figure out how to get out of their privilege or not figuring out how to like you know what I mean? Like, like you yeah. that so beautifully. And I know you're so, I know you're, you're scared of, um, I won't say scared. I will say still finding your voice in that. Um, but please know that you've navigated that so beautifully and with more education, with more knowledge comes more strength, comes more clearance, um, in, in your voice and you'll, you'll know what to say and how to say it. And you can make jokes and it becomes a part of who you are. And suddenly you're it's not it's not this big old thing that it used to be you know and right and and um what what was um so what was the one question that you asked me i said i said save it for the podcast because i feel like what i had to say was going to completely blow your mind and yeah yeah so that i've been really and like we've talked about this before on like other issues i mean before this had really sparked up you know um because you know that this is something that's always bothered me but I've, I've always expressed to you like I mean I did I did grow up in a predominantly Hispanic and black community like I was one of the only white people so I have I have this like weird gray area of an understanding because like I that's my friends that's my family like just because I personally didn't face much judgment really because I, I am born with this privilege of my skin color I, I stood right next to it my entire life and and watched it happen and watched I couldn't go into stores with my friends because we would get watched or or I couldn't mm. walk down the streets with my friends because I couldn't get we would get watched and you know and so like I've always stood by them and like I stand by as an ally now you know but the, the thing that really is heavy on my soul is the fact that like I mentioned that I have a co-organizer for this protest and she is half Native American and half Black but she also she's very meek and shy and just wanted to stand up and I also have a, a large platform in this town that people have sort of made me the quote-unquote face of this protest in Kingman and I hate that. And I don't want that. If anyone should be the face of it, it should be my co-organizer, you know, because I don't want to come across as some 
you, you know, some, some like regular old white bitch who wants to try and be an ally and, and tries to like take over and is trying to get attention. Cause like, that's not what I'm doing. I, I wouldn't even start chance today. Cause we had so many people of color there. And I was like, that's, that's you guys. Like <laughs> I'm here to stand beside you and be your, I, I want to be an ally, you know, but I'm, the boundaries seem so weird and like such like a gray area and like i don't know where the line is is this making sense yes yes yes. i i i i love i'm so glad i'm talking to you and and we're having this conversation because your story is beautiful to me and i feel like other people need to hear it um you you know so much more than you think you do and and i and i see it in you and and I, 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 when I hear you talk about being afraid of being the face of this movement happening in your area, because it is a movement and you are the face of it. Um, <clears throat> I think that is not, I think, yes, I do think part of it is wanting to, feeling like you have to step out of the way and highlight the people of the moment. But I also feel like that is, the part of you that you're still working on, which is that part of you that doesn't allow yourself to be a leading, be like be upfront and and in 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 people's faces. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like that 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 type of mentality is what we're trying to abolish, because for so long the rhetoric has been it's us versus them. And even in your great efforts and all that you're doing, you still have that mentality. And what we want to get to is it's us with them. Because yes, Black people, they need their space to speak and they need their platform and they need their space and they need to say what they need to say. They also need allies to be right there with them because I spoke to someone today who is um, Albanian and I think Latina. And she was talking about how she has a white friends who don't get this protest. And they're like, they feel like it's a white versus black thing, right? Well, whenever I see protests where, or not whenever I see, I'm proud to say that now that I've been to these protests seeing people of all colors especially white people combats that narrative and it breaks down the chains that keep us apart um because if we can't learn how to exist together then we will always exist apart and it's not even and and it's like no matter how hard we try no matter how nice we are no matter how much we um, live in the same suburbs and no matter how much we um, share each other's posts and we, and we chant to it, or I guess what I'm trying to say is no matter how much we, if we, if we can't sit down and talk about the elephant in the room and get over that elephant, then we will always be staring at each other from opposite sides of that elephant. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that we don't like to look at each other from the other side. It doesn't mean that we don't like to wave at at each other. It doesn't mean, it even doesn't mean that we hate each other, but why not get rid of that elephant and share that space and create a new 
home together that fits both of us, you know? And so when I hear you, when I, so what I want to tell you is it is okay to be the face because you are someone who brings people together, who makes people understand, who empowers people. You make people want to change. Um, there are people, there are so many people that say, oh, this is a really good cause, but I just, I don't think I could get out there. You make people who think that way go, oh, I don't know if I could get out there. Oh, but there's one like an hour away. And, oh, this girl, I, my aunt's a redhead. I, I, oh, she, oh, you know what I mean? And, and, and yeah, I, yeah. I know, I know, like, obviously we don't think all that whenever we're, um, living life. Um, but your role is greater than you and you would be doing the very people you're trying to help a disservice if you did not step in your full glory in being all that you can be. And what I've learned is if I can be great and there's this one thing that's keeping me from it. I don't know why I'm shaking right now. <laughs> um, no, I'm getting emotional too. <laughs> if there, if I can be, or not even great, but like better. If I can see myself being happier because of this one, because of this one thing, or I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess I'm trying to say if if I, if I can be next level or not bogged down by this one thing. Um. And it's just one thing keeping me from it, and it's myself. I find that that's already the first step to fixing, to, to getting over it and getting closer. Because at least you're like, oh, I I want to be this one thing, but I just like, it's me keeping it from, it's me keeping me from it. It's not like school or something like physical. It's me. You know what I mean? And then and then like that's the first step. And then you go, okay, so like, what could it be? And then you start to, you start, as you start to say why to yourself, you start to think, and then you start to narrow it down. And then you're just like, oh, just as an example, you're just like, oh, I don't like to be a leader because in third grade, my teacher um, laughed at me when I had a really bad report. And then, you know what I mean? And then, and then you're just like, oh, that's why. And then you're just like, now that I'm over that, and it may not be even as elementary or as simple, and it does take time, but that's the kind of thought process and mentality that'll get you to that next step because I see it for you. You're so close. And a lot of this honestly comes with age because girl, I felt and thought all of these things when I was 18, but I did not have the power or the wherewithal to do what you're doing now. So I applaud you. And I want to encourage you to keep going and to allow yourself to, to, to be okay and to feel that greatness that comes with being a leader. It'll be a new feeling. It'll be different, but it'll be more fuel in your tank to keep going. Because what did you tell me about your protest? How many people found out about your protest? goodness i mean it started off as um to 10 people 
really who had organized it and then I checked the next hour and we were at 300 and then I checked the next hour and we were at 500 and then I checked the next hour and we're breaking 800 and that's when I get the call from our lieutenant our lieutenant that the National Guard is going to be brought in which is not something that has ever happened in this town mm-hmm. and I mean we're 1500 plus and counting and we just finished our first pro- our big 12 hour protest today I mean as of 1 p.m today our protest is one of the first small small town protests to reach all 50 states wow I'm putting this mic down real quick because <laughs> if you have headphones on I'm so sorry uh, but can I just ask you one question? Yeah. All of this started because you asked me, you said, I, I'm a white person. I don't know what to do, but I just want to help. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, that's exactly where it started. And, and, but who, who started, who asked me that question? Me, I, I did. And who started all of this? Uh, I did. And who has the power to keep this going and make this even bigger? Yeah, no, I mean, I do. I mean, like I was telling you earlier, there was a guy from Russia, a blogger from Russia that came and interviewed me. I, and, and, but, but, and, and how many other interviews did you do? Please, please tell him, Shay. I, I, I couldn't even, I, I couldn't even count. There were, there were, I mean, there were reporters from the tri, like the surrounding tri-state. There were like freelance reporters. There were conservative reporters. There were democratic reporters. There were atheist reporters from the Freethinker group. There were, I, I don't even, like at least 13. And only, and that's the ones I did. I mean, some like red <sighs> redneck podcast came and spoke to me and they were like fully supportive too and i i don't even know and and when my co-host got in we did even more huh and then when my co-host came in we did even more wait say that again i said when my co-host came in we did even more interviews oh my gosh and and but but like and and this is like we have we have social media is such a powerful tool i keep ingraining that in people i keep saying that so that way it keeps getting it, it keeps reminding people because this is a tool that we didn't have in the civil rights movement um and right now everyone's still and we need people to like keep looking at this and then we need people to stay over here looking at this and then keep pointing fingers and saying what the fuck at bitch over here trying to have a peaceful day at the beach and taking a picture of her poorly cropped um boyfriend but we won't go there. Um, but 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 we need we need people like to stay in this so that we can have we can cultivate a new normal. And what you just did, however many interviews, twelve interviews, are are going to be videos that people are going to do in small papers, um, in local towns that people are going to see on their phones when they're sitting at home that are going to see. Um, and, and and it's and and. I'm going to share it. I'm going to put it on the uh, social uh, um, Roaring Twenties pod on Instagram. Um, because whenever, whenever these come out, because 
you're reaching more your one pro that from this one day that you haven't even you have more more times and dates to come from this one day from this couple hours you have created content that will live on forever and you my friend just wrote yourself into history at the age of uh, 18 i think he, i uh, and you, know, you don't have anything you can just take a big ass deep breath and and allow yourself to feel that because you deserve it you deserve it you deserve it <laughs> and i know that you have more in you <laughs> that's the thing it's like this this was like a small reward you know i mean i won't say a small reward this is a huge accomplishment i will say a huge accomplishment because who knew that this could come out of your one thought i mean no, I, no absolutely and like the fact of you bringing up those videos i didn't even think about that but like there were videotapes of everything there were videotapes of when there was this conservative woman who came in during our meal and wanted to talk with me so i agreed to peacefully talk with her but i stayed on my knee while i talked to her there are videos of when the man drove by mm. and brandished his ar at us and then the sheriff's department detained him in less than four minutes and our local militia came to protect our protesters oh. and i said everyone get away from the sidewalk and remain peaceful and everybody did just that oh my yes 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 oh my that is exactly the kind of world we should be living in and then and then and then the police came to me and they said do you want to prosecute and i like i said i'm 18 i was like i don't even know what that means and they said I mean, you're the leader of this movement. Do you want to prosecute this man? And I looked at him and I said, absolutely. So I went and I identified him yes. and I went to the command center and uh, he's being charged of four accounts of aggravated assault. And he has a court date tomorrow and we'll be back in jail within the next two days. And you don't want to be a leader of a fucking movement. And you want to tell me you're not a leader of a fucking movement. <laughs> I am, I am, I am, I am as a black person. Oh my gosh. As a black person who just watched another black man break glass asking for water that legally is owed to him. I feel so hopeful about my future because of people like you. I feel so blessed to call you friend <laughs> i i have i i have gone my whole life struggling to cultivate relationships um with people whether it's french or french people <laughs> whether it's <laughs> whether it's friends or um romantic <laughs> and our relationship has grown so organically since i met you in august and it has further deepened because of this experience <laughs> and we're together <laughs> and 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 you and i want you to know shay and and this this is the key i want you to know that when i was sitting in my car with a swollen face no friends depressed as fuck driving 
16 hours out of the day with five jobs, wanting to live in New York, not knowing what the fuck my life was going to be, but knowing that God was just telling me, get to New York, get to New York, get to New York. Don't worry, get to New York. I got you. Here's money. Here's another job. Get to New York. Um, you just had a terrible call with your mom or you just, or whatever. You just, your, your best, your best friends just left you, but don't worry about it. You, get, you know what I mean? And, and, and I, I was holding on, I was holding on to this one, this one thing. And I knew that with that, I knew that with that one thing would come friends, would come a job, would come happiness, would come peace, etc. I just had to get myself there, you know? And all the, and, and what, now that I'm here, I, I, a lot of times I tell my, I, I to myself, I go, you know, was this a mistake? Um, people have left you, friends have left you, stop talking to you. Um, you wanted this, but you worked so hard and, and it was, but like you're, I don't know, whatever, whatever we tell ourselves, right? Um, being friends with you only further validates all of the hard work I did to get here. And it teaches me that I have a friend and I have a friend in you and I thank you for all you're doing and all you have done and all you will continue to do. I, I just, I, I adore you. And I, I want you to know, and like, I, like I said to you earlier with all of these threats that I've been receiving and this is not the first time I've been in fear of my life, but it's the first time I've been in fear of my life while having a decent mental state. So it was scary. Mm-hmm. And sitting out, sitting in, in, on my bed out the window as I was freaking out about sniper rounds to my head, all I could think about wasn't my fear, but the fact that you and my loved ones with the same skin color as you and my other friends with the same skin color as you feel the way that I felt that night every single day. Mm. And I can't, I can't, as, 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 as a human being, I can't stand for that because I, I like I said, I adore you and I, I, I won't, I won't, I, I won't, I won't stand by and I, and just watch this. And I want you to know that you, you always have a friend and an ally and support in me. Ye, ye, ye. Everyone in the village, come and, and listen to me. My name is Rumple Winchester, and I've come bearing news. This week's donation is. Uh, how do I read this? For the girls' party. <clears throat> they are a rent and gender affirming assistance program that actively fights to reduce homelessness rates in black transgender communities. They are also working to lower the risk of affirmative surgeries being done in ways that put them at greater health risks. During this Black Lives Matter movement, it's important to remember that Black trans lives matter. So, let's lend our pounds and our dollars to help their cause. And for more information, you can follow them at at for the girls on social media. Girls spelled G-W-O-R-L-S. Interesting. And I've conveniently added the link tree in the show notes for easy access. <laughs> oh, and, 
America, you have this saying called TTYL. Well, in London, where I'm from, we have TTF in, which is ta-ta for now. <laughs> oh, and please, wear your mask. It's all I ask. <laughs> Good day. Shay, it, I, I love, oh gosh, you speak so eloquently. It's <clears throat> as if you should write poetry. Hmm. Uh, for all I don't know, Shay is an eloquent poet. Oh my gosh. Um, but hearing, hearing you talk that way, right? Um, I was, we were talking about this before the podcast. Um, through that experience, you learn that fear is just a construct, right? Because, yeah. because like that experience that I had, like sitting, sitting, like I'm, I'm not dumb and I'm aware that I'm being controlled. Someone, someone is trying to control me because they think I'm dumb. Yeah. And, and so sitting there watching all my black brothers sadly feed into the, oh, you want water? Um, looking at water, looking back at my black brother, holding up his, his finger and going, one moment, and then walking away. Like, seeing them get frustrated and, like, feed into that, I, I know that, like, I, know, I, see, I see the mind games. And I'm so blessed to be able to not succumb to that fear. Like, even when I was unlawfully arrested I didn't raise my hands because I was like this I was like I have nothing to fear you know and hearing you talk that way we, you can break so many boundaries right because so many people said so many things online right they said so many negative things online like horrible things but what happened in person like and 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 yeah you had that that one that one like really shitty guy that you had to prosecute but but that was it and and that's what what is crazy about it i mean right. there were people who would show up who i could tell because like i like i said i was working very close with our local law enforcement because they backed us 110 percent. so anybody that i didn't know i i was i was telling to them so that i could keep my people safe you know because they they wanted a peaceful protest mm-hmm. and i um I, I, everybody, like, even when they had suspicions about people, like, if they told me that, hey, we're watching out this guy, I was like, great, I'll go introduce myself to them. And I went and I had introduced myself to this group of teenage teenagers who were obviously, like, very cowboy, very right wing, very, you know, stereotypical, unfortunately to say. And they, I was like, hi, have we been introduced? And they were very standoffish at first. And I was like, well, you know what, rather... Anyway, if you are here to support us, if you're not here to support us, if you're here because you're afraid of the safety of your businesses, I'd like you to know that you are completely open to our water and our snacks and our food and our sunblock. It's going to be hot and we don't want anybody to get hurt. And I want you guys to know that this town is small and we love this town too. So why would we come and destroy it? That's not going to happen here and I won't stand for it. And I had conversations with people who were confrontational with me when I began and then when they drove away they had their fists up they were honking their horns at our signs 
And I just, and I have this kid come up to me afterwards, a 17 year old kid who's very right wing. And he like took me by the shoulders and he said to me, and he said, you know, today I realized that it doesn't matter if I'm a Trump supporter and you're not, or if I'm religious and you're not, we all live on the same rock and we all fall under the category of one category and that is human beings and of a subcategory of Americans. And we have a constitution. And I, today I have realized that our opinions and that may differ don't matter. And I'm here to, I'm here to protect your first amendment right from here, from here on out. And I'm just, it, it moves me to be speechless, which is not something I am often. I just, and like the local militia coming to protect us. I know, I know. It's, and that's why to me, that's, girl, I'm going to get heated. That's <laughs> whenever I hear stuff like that, whenever I see people like you, whenever I hear youth like that, I get hopeful about the future one, but more like, I just, it's hard for me to take bullshit from other people. It's hard for me to listen to so- someone talk about how I- I'm racist and how I'm, um, and how I'm, oh, what did this beanhead say? <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't a racial term, just so everyone knows. Um, he just looks, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> he, he was basically like, I'm educating you as a black person and you just like aren't getting it and I don't even have to educate you and I'm telling you and I'm telling I'm telling you nicely but I realize that that's what keeps the system going like just as much as their ignorance keeps it going my educating them also keeps it going so absolutely <laughs> I metaphorically closed the laptop <laughs> <laughs> I tapped it and I said that's enough for today. And, <laughs> and and I said, I'm done explaining myself. I'm done. Right. I'm done trying to take people with me into the new into the into the, the new normal. Because that's what right. I think. I might just leave them behind. And 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 I know like a lot of my own issues keeps me holding on to people, but I'm done. Like someone I very girl, I could go off. I could talk forever. Someone very um, I loved very much. I literally cry over this person like a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> they like taught me love and everything. Um, can you believe? And and, and they tout, they tout only liking black people. Oh, that's um, wonderful. And yeah, yeah, and like, but like, like it's some sort of fetish or something, huh? That's the thing. It's. Uh, Girl, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. But uh, but someone someone who 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 cla- who claims to be a part of loves black culture a lot, and to be honest, only um, didn't even message me whenever this big ass thing just happened in my life. I feel like I'm always contacting them. They came to New York, never contacted me. And then I, I had to reach out to them for my own like mental being. Like, I just want to, like, I'm like, I'm leaving people like that behind. Like I'm, absolutely. and it, it's not even, it's not even like I'm not talking to you anymore. And I, I feel like, I don't know if they'll hear this or not. And if they do, they probably will take it as don't talk to me ever again. But it's not even that. It's just like, I am at a level where I can, 
I, I'm at a level. I don't want even. I don't want to make it sound hierarchical. I just like I understand things that you don't, and I'm tired of trying to make you understand things so that way you can make me happy, or or I can know that you care about me. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like the, like just like the I don't know. I don't know. This this is like me going into my mind not understanding how to cultivate relationships. But I guess I'm just like. I'm done. I'm done bringing bringing people with me or trying to like people like you who are also doing the work, who are also not asking me to educate them, who are also standing with my people, who also care. Like that's who I need to be around. That's who I need um, to spend my time and space with. You know, but yeah. I I want to like get away from the heavy stuff. What what do you what do you hope for the future? What what do you what what what's what's next for Shay? You know, what do you what I know I know we're kind of like in a standstill moment right now where we have to kind of be hard focused on what's going on right now. But what are some hopes for the future, you know? Both for you um, and the the world. <laughs> you know, this whole experience, you know, I, I've never participated in a protest before, uh, let alone organized one. Um this whole experience has been very enlightening to me in the sole fact that I love what I do and what we go to school for. Like I, I love acting. I do. And mm. that, that's what I love to do. But there's always, you know me, I love Woodstock and I'm so emotionally attached to like the civil rights movement. And does love and, an incense, honey. Huh? I said, she does love an incense, honey. Oh, yes. I am straight hippie walked out of the seven, that 70 show on your TV set. Like, Great hippie? <laughs> no! <laughs> well, we straight hippie. <laughs> well, were any of the hippies really straight? Can we confirm that? Um, honey, the only thing that was straight was the hair, honey. And it went straight to the ass crack, honey. <laughs> But yeah, but, but I've always, I, there's always, I've always felt like something's been missing, you know. Like I, I've always struggled with feeling like I, I'm not serving my purpose. Like I'm doing what I love, but I'm not serving my purpose. And I, I just after today, I've really. Because, like, this thing was so peaceful to the point where people literally brought a barbecue grill in the back of their truck, and they were barbecuing, and there was a woman there with hedgehogs, and the National Guard was eating the barbecue, and and it was a black family that brought the barbecue, right? And the National Guard was eating the barbecue, the sheriff came and took a knee with us, Um, the cops were all eating the barbecue, like, it it, it was, like, it, it literally looked like somebody wrote a movie on how, like, a protest like like a propaganda thing to like I know like a, like a like <laughs> oh my god like it was set up you know like some like weird just like I just got Shay I just got a contact content idea what if we did like oh, my brain is like so wild what if we did like a really um comedic propaganda commercial about how a peaceful protest should be yes correct absolutely <laughs> like what the f- oh my gosh it, it's like <laughs> this and that's the weird part is like that's what i felt like i was in and we were like i was expecting people to get killed to be completely honest with you like i was ready and prepared to take 
accountability for whatever had happened because of the crazy people in our town. And since, since, since that outcome and, and knowing that, that that's not the outcome all the time, I, I don't know, dude, I think now that I'm not afraid to voice how I feel and stand up for the people that I love, Come on. I think activism is hardcore in my future. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hello. Like, like I, I think, you know, I, one of my friends was actually talking to me. Sexy. And she said, you know, you know I, I, I always knew you were going to do this, she said. And then she said, but I thought I had a good decade in a musical to prepare. But um, you really just kind of turned it around in a weekend, didn't you? Oh, my. <laughs> Honestly, Shay, I just feel like the new thing for the summer, if you're going to buy anything, my mind works so fucking weird. I'm telling you, I just as soon as you said <laughs> activism is a new thing, I just imagine like a um, a baby crop top with <laughs> with like activism and like rhinestones. <laughs> like a strap. Oh, my crop top. That's a baby, a, getty, a baby spaghetti strap top. Yeah, yeah I, I'm writing it down as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave away two dope ideas. You're welcome. Make sure you... Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> Honestly. Um, but yeah, so I... Um, we've come to the end of the podcast. And on, on my podcast... Um, I want to highlight things people should know and be aware of in their, in their twenties. Right. Even though you're almost there, honey, but (laughs) what is something you a have learned B want to learn or C currently learning? Um, do you want me to answer all three or one of them? It's your choice, honey. You can do whatever you want. Okay. So something that I've learned is that love is so powerful and I don't think that I've ever respected that um, because there's not a lot of love in our world right now and I got a taste of real love and unity today and I've learned that that's not the normal and that makes me upset but that also pushes me to go into me what i want to learn that pushes me into wanting to further educate myself and see how i can speak up again like i said but without crossing any of those boundaries and like really establish establishing like what I, what i what i speak for and who i am and who i stand with mm-hmm. and, and currently like learning I think that whole fear is a construct thing is hits the nail on the head because Fun. the minute that that man pulled out that AR today and it's a little side note, we had found out that it was an airsoft gun, not an actual gun. They were just trying to get us. Oh, to- you bitch. I, I could tell you, for, like, honestly, white people have been lying about things for centuries. You know how many times I've seen, I've been told it's a, a big white dick and then I get there and it's just like, <laughs> tech. <laughs> think i wasn't gonna did you did did, okay no but no but like seriously and i was like they're literally just trying to get a rise out of us so that they can enact their second amendment right and shoot us like that's all that he was trying to do you know with an Mm. airsoft gun but when when i saw him come by like like my i had fear flash in front of me but then like something else took over and that's 
and that's when I kind of was like, wow, I literally can just shut my fear off whenever I want to. And it's not, it's not like a thing. It's something that is instilled into us. And I, and I wonder, and I'm currently learning like what we would be as a society if we weren't like literally downloaded with fear into our heads. I can enter that. I can enter that. Free. Okay, I'm not sure why I didn't record an outro with Shay, but if you guys want to follow her, you can follow her on um, Instagram at lil.ginge13. Um, her handle will be in the show notes. Okay, okay, okay. So before we get out of here, let me let you in on this little track. <laughs> um, it's time for Record of the Week. And for this week, I have um, a song by Shay Coulee. She is currently competing on All Stars 5, uh, Drag Race All Stars 5, and she's a shoe in for the crown. I really hope she gets the crown. I love her so much. She is a black icon. She should have won it the first time, uh, the first go round, but that's okay. Um, it's not right, but it's okay because <laughs> she made it anyway, baby. And um, I've loved her music ever since um, the, her first track that came out, or her first song that came out was uh, Cocky with the vixen and layla star that one was really really good and then she came out with creme brulee which was giving the girls visual upon visual upon visual i live and um, now she has this this song called collide which honestly is like a bop it is a banger i love it so much it's just like like it gives me that like like sultry like i'm in a club and i'm lock eyes with someone and time stands still and it's like, if you're down, I'm down. You want to go? I want to go. Let's go. <laughs> so this week, it's Collide by Shea Coulee. I'm not afraid of a little disaster. I like the chase. I love the capture. Before a heartbeat start pumping faster. You should know I won't. Call you after. So if you wanna ride, we can ride. And if you wanna fly, we can fly. And even though we're about to collide, it's only gonna be for one night. So if you wanna ride, we can ride. And if you wanna fly, we can fly. And even though we're about to collide, it's only gonna be for one night. Thank you for listening to another episode of Roaring Twenties. If you like what you hear, please leave me a review. Let me know what you think. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me everywhere at It's Nick, I guess. Stay safe, wash your hands, and please wear a mask, okay? Bye. Roaring Twenties is a podcast that is recorded, edited, and mixed by yours truly. The music at the beginning and end of this episode was created by Elijah Lyons, and the cover art was created by Chris McLean. 